The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey, with six offices located throughout the state for your convenience. Our newest offices are located in Jefferson, New Jersey, which is near our Sparta office. We've recently closed the Sparta office and moved to Jefferson, and our brand new one in Teaneck, New Jersey. So visit our website at www.ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com to uh, learn about those new offices. Also, all our programs that we have, as well as our Facebook page and our Twitter page, you can follow us with all the news and new changes at ANS to keep you informed. Our main number right here in Morristown, which is our main office, is 973-285-7800. And also visit the uh, Answers Live website, which is AnswersLiveNJ.com. Again, that's AnswersLiveNJ.com. To listen to today's show again, and also any of the past shows that we've done, you can uh, re-listen to them over and over again. Also, leave me comments, and I do listen to them. Um, Even for today's show, I had a a repeat to bring back my past guest, uh, Dr. Caroline Moschel, who um, is an um, ophthalmologist locally. She has since changed practices from where she was, um, and she's working right here in Livingston. So a lot of listeners have asked to have her back um, to answer some more questions on eye care. And also, I really want to get into the new practice because it's exciting, all the different things that they're doing there. Um, again, my guest this morning is Caroline Moschel. Let me give you the information on her, uh, her new practice. It's called Associates in Ophthalmology. Uh, She's located on 22 Old Short Hills Road, Suite 102, right here in Livingston. Uh, The number to make an appointment with her is 973-992-5200. Again, that's 973-992-5200. Also for your listeners, if you recognize the name Moschel, she is the wife of um, our very own Dr. Yaron Moschel, who's been on my show many times, who is uh, really our brain tumor specialist in the group. Um, and you can read all about him also on the uh, ANS Docs uh, website uh, under the uh, brain tumor section. So good morning to you, Dr. Moschel. Good morning, Tom. Thanks so much for coming back. Um, to give our listeners a little bit, uh, a lot of them, like I said, have called, and I know some of them have come seen you, and you've done great uh, work for them. Um, but I wanted to really give them an idea of what your new practice is. You've moved to Associates in Ophthalmology. Tell us a little bit about that practice. Well, it's it's a, a small practice, a, more of a boutique practice, I'd say. Um, and we have a really great staff of, of very friendly, kind uh, front desk technicians, 
and we try to give everybody more of a personal experience, uh, spend time with you, and make sure every patient is really cared for individually. Right. I've actually been there personally recently, and I did have a really good experience. Um, usually, I'm nervous going to have eye tests, and uh, the woman that did the first test with me uh, was very friendly, and I had a very, very good experience. The office is beautiful, uh, comfortable. Um, what I wanted to ask you, uh, when I speaking to a lot of people telling you they're coming on the show, they kept saying, oh, an optometrist. And I'm like, no, ophthalmologist. Let's clear that up for people because it's very confusing. What is an optometrist and then what's an ophthalmologist? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, an ophthalmologist is someone who's gone through medical school uh, and then has done additional training in ophthalmology you know, about the eyes. Um, we also do laser procedures and surgery. An optometrist goes to optometry school straight out of college. It's not an MD or, or medical doctor. They're a doctor of optometry. Um, and they do uh, more medical ophthalmology, meaning they don't do surgeries. They do everything in the office. Um, they can prescribe drops and treat eyes, but that's that's uh, more the limitations of their practice, I would okay, say. So they're more for your, you need glasses, you have a minor ear, uh, right. ear eye problem. Um, yes, that's who you yes. would go to. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay, so that clears up. So an ophthalmologist, like I said, is an MD, went to school about the eye, uh, is uh, does surgery on the eye, and really takes care of the eye completely. Yes. So let's get into some of the uh, tests. When someone comes to an ophthalmologist, they come to your office. Most people are having vision disturbances, right. usually because we're getting old and we need glasses. Um, what are some of the common tests that we experience? Uh, I would say you know, the most common one is to check for glasses, which we call refraction. So you sit behind a little machine and we give you the one or two, which is better, over and over until we get the right prescription for your glasses. Um, in addition to that, a lot of people get uh, photographs done of the back of their eyes if we see anything that we want to document for later. Uh, there's different kinds of photos. There's regular photographs. There's um, a machine called an OCT that takes very specialized photographs. Uh, there's other um, tests that we can do for more specific eye problems like glaucoma. There's a series of tests we do for glaucoma. Uh, one is called a visual field test. It checks your peripheral vision, which is the first thing that can be lost in, in glaucoma. Um, so we do have a lot of little tools and tests and machines and a lot going on in the office. Okay. Uh, when I go there, my biggest fear is always dilating my eye, but you made me very comfortable. What is the reason you dilate an eye? Yeah, so um, dilating an eye opens a pupil up so that we can really get a better view to the back of the eye, which is... Um, you know, a place you can't see without dilating, basically. Uh, and that includes the retina, the optic nerve, um, parts of the eye that you can't see just looking at someone. You have to use your special machines and make sure the pupil is large enough to get a good view to the back. And you take pictures of that for records yes. for future. Exactly. Um, when you were talking, you were talking about glaucoma. I know a lot of people, actually a personal friend that recently was diagnosed with that and had to have a procedure where they put in a little shunt, I guess. What is glaucoma? So glaucoma is, is a disease of the optic nerve, and the optic nerve is what connects the eye to the brain, basically. And, and we think that a lot of what happens in glaucoma is related to high eye pressure in the eye. So you'll hear people that their pressure is high and they're on drops to lower it or keep it low so that it doesn't damage the optic nerve. Um, when the optic nerve is damaged, since it transmit your, transmits your vision to your brain, you, you start to lose vision. And like I said before, people with glaucoma tend to lose peripheral vision first, um, and then it can kind of encroach in on their central vision, and you can go blind from glaucoma, which is what we obviously are trying to prevent. Um, if the drops don't work, 
Some people have laser procedures to lower the pressure, and some people go on to have surgery, like your friend. Either um, There's different kinds of shunts, basically, that, that you can do to get the fluid out of the eye and keep the pressure lower. Okay. Um, he's a pretty bad diabetic, and I guess that's what um, maybe superseded this glaucoma or... Um, since a lot of our listening audience uh, is in is in that age group of diabetes, mm-hmm. um, what should diabetics worry a little bit more about with their eyes, getting their eyes checked? Um, so diabetes, it's very important to get your eyes checked at least annually. Um, in the in the U.S., it's actually the leading cause of blindness, and ninety uh, percent of those patients that go blind from diabetes are actually prevent preventable. Really. Um, so. In the back of the eye is where we see most of the issues with, with diabetes, similar to what's going on in the rest of the body. So the blood vessels can get damaged. You can have bleeding in the back of the eye. Um, sometimes new abnormal blood vessels can grow, which can pull on the retina in the back and cause retinal detachments. And that's often what causes the blindness in people. And that's really if if it's gone untreated and your diabetes is out of control and you haven't had an eye exam. Um, so. The recommendation, if you don't have other issues, is once a year you get your eyes checked to make sure there's nothing asymptomatic that we see in the back of the eye that we can either treat or that gives us a sense maybe your diabetes isn't as well controlled as you think. Um, and you know, if there's anything going on, we maybe will see you more frequently for your for your eye checks. Right. How often, just as an average person, uh, should go get an eye check eye exam? Usually, we tell people once a year on average. You know, younger patients in their twenties or younger, maybe every two years, if you don't need new glasses or have no other issues. But okay. Um, when we were discussing diabetes, um, I don't know if there is. Are there any other specific diseases? Not you know, most common ones that people should be more aware of getting their eyes checked because of. Right. The, the other big one, especially in older population, is hypertension. So that can also cause. Um, problems with the blood vessels in the eye it can cause swelling in the optic nerve, and you can get uh, strokes in the eye similar to what happens in the brain because of your high blood pressure, just from the the arteries being uh, more, I guess, dense than they're supposed to be. Um, so that's another big one we recommend every year to be seen. Uh, other ones that actually cause inflammation in the eye that come up are inflammatory bowel diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, lupus. Those all can cause, um, you know, maybe less severe problems, but can flare up similar to what they do in your body. They can flare up in the eye. Okay. Are there any medications that people may be taking for a disease uh, that they have that affects the eye? Uh, yeah, there are definitely some. The, the one that we worry most about and see most commonly are steroids, either oral steroids, sometimes even inhaled steroids. Definitely steroid drops um, can cause the eye pressure to go up and, and predispose you to glaucoma. Um, it can also cause cataracts in the eye. Uh, so we like to check people pretty frequently if they're on chronic steroid use. Um, the other one that we see a lot of people for for routine checks is Plaquenil, which is a medication for rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. And that can cause uh, vision loss from consequences in the center part of the vision in the eye. Okay. And these, uh, when you see this type of thing, are they treatable or do you have to get off the medication? What happens when you see this type of... Yeah. So the, the people on steroids, we can often treat the eye pressure. If they need to be on the steroids, we just put them on drops, keep the eye pressure under control and watch them. Um, Plaquenil can actually cause irreversible eye damage. So um, it's important to make sure there's no changes before you lose the vision. Um, and even once you stop the Plaquenil, sometimes you can continue to lose vision for a little while after the drug is stopped. Wow. So it is important to catch that very early. 
And what do they usually prescribe Plaquenil for? Uh, for the most common causes are, are rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, um, rheumatoid issues, basically. Issues like mm-hmm. Wow, that's very interesting. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk um, a little more in depth about cataracts. There's a unique place in New Jersey that more and more people are discovering. A pioneer in healthcare, leading the way with programs like their nationally recognized spine center, skull-based surgery center, and their brain tumor center. That place is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, ANS. Improving lives with exceptional neurosurgical services, medical firsts, and one-of-a-kind programs. ANS, home to New Jersey's largest group of world-renowned, fellowship-trained neurosurgeons offering advanced treatment options. ANS, a leader in stroke care with a success rate greater than the national average. Among the first in the country to use stent trievers, allowing surgeons to immediately restore blood flow to the brain. ANS, the leaders in spine care, using the latest minimally invasive techniques for spine surgery that actually reduce recovery time from weeks to days. ANS, restoring hope and helping patients regain their lifestyles. And it's all happening right here in New Jersey. For more information, go to ansdocs.com or call 973-285-7800. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As you know, we are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state. Our main office is right here in Morristown. To reach us here, it's 973-285-7800. Visit us right on the web at ansdocs.com. We do have a new patient portal with an appointment request uh, area, so you can actually click on there and request an appointment. You you could look at the um, neurosurgeon-specific schedules and make a request for the appointment to see him. Um, we try to give everyone that request, but like I said, they are neurosurgeons, very busy, so we will try to get you the appointment as close to your request as possible. If not, we have so many wonderful physicians in the group, we will definitely get you one to see you sooner if you need to be seen sooner. So visit us there at ansdocs. Dot com and visit the patient section um, where there's a lot of information. Again, follow us on Facebook and Twitter to get the most up-to-date information on what's happening at the group. Okay, back to our guest today, which is Dr. Caroline Moschel. She's from Associates in Ophthalmology. We've been really learning a lot about um, really eye care and uh, health of the eye and specific diseases and medications that affect the eye. Um, and when we were talking, Dr. Moschel, you mentioned about cataracts, which is quite common. Um, I'd like to say in the older population, but I know some people that are younger that have had cataracts. Can we go into a little bit of depth on what a cataract is? Uh, sure. Uh, like you said, they are common. They actually say that by the time people are 80, over half uh, of the population has either had cataract surgery or has cataracts. So you're right about the older population. Um, a cataract is just a discoloring and aging of the lens inside the eye. Uh, as we get older, it becomes um, more liquefied and changes basically with time. And we kind of outlive our eyes and outlive our, our lenses and as they get more yellowish or brownish, it's harder to see through them. Um, and that tends to be what people notice is either the colors aren't as good as they remember or uh, their vision is just a little bit cloudier. They can't drive as well. You get some glare often around lights um, is another common complaint with cataracts. Right. Um, now that I've hit the big five zero, um, I've noticed at night uh, sometimes uh, the light does bother me. I'm still young, by the way. Um, but it does bother me. Is that something that is just aging, but it never bothered me before, but lights do bother me? Is that an aging of the eye kind of thing? Is that what starts? It, it can definitely be an aging of the eye. I mean, there are other causes for it to bother you. Um, maybe that you have very early 
small cataracts and you notice a change in the light, but your vision is still okay. Right. Um, it's not. It's definitely not until it, it really bothers you or you're having trouble doing your day-to-day activities before we recommend doing cataract surgery. Okay. But if I do need cataract surgery, I know where I'm going, but let's explain <laughs> to everyone uh, cataract surgery. What actually happens? And uh, you do that, yes, correct? Yes, yes, okay. I do. Um, so in, in cataract surgery, it's a procedure that's changed tremendously over 30 years. I mean, if you talk to grandparents or great-grandparents, some of them had to stay in the hospital overnight um, for several days after cataract surgery. So now you come and go on the same day. Most of the time, you're not put to sleep. Um, we give you just some medication so you're relaxed, and we give you a lot of numbing medication to the eye. Uh, sometimes people do cataract surgery just with numbing drops. That's all you need, um, and you shouldn't have any discomfort with it. So uh, again, the eye is dilated, like we talked about before, because the lens is part of the back part of the eye, um, and we make very small incisions and basically use ultrasound to break up the cataract in the lens and and suck it out of the eye. Uh, And then the lens is replaced with a clear lens that's made of silicone or acrylic, depending on the situation. Um, And it slides in through one of these very small two millimeter incisions and don't need stitches, anything like that. And and that's the whole surgery. Okay. The lens itself that you replaced then is an artificial lens. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just the same lens for everybody? It, It varies with everybody. So depending on your prescription before the surgery, the shape of your eye, um, the length of your eye, and the type of lens, we put a different prescription lens basically back into the eye, ideally so that you can see without glasses at distance. Oh, okay. That's the goal. So hopefully after, how about reading? It's more just for the distance? Right. So the the standard lens is just for distance and you would still need reading glasses. Um, they do make lenses now that some people like a lot that are for distance and reading. Um, the most common complaint with those is that you can still get halos around lights and some glare with lights. Some people don't tolerate that. Other people love it because they're okay with a little bit of halo and they don't need glasses at all. They can see distance and up close with nothing. Okay. So there are options. All right. And where do you do the surgery? Um, I do the surgery at the Ambulatory Care Center, St. Barnabas Ambulatory Care Center. Okay. And that's an outpatient facility? Yes. Okay, great. Um, and you said you don't have to be put to sleep usually. Right. Um, uh, just, uh, I guess, sedation to make you feel good. Right, right. And, and numbing medication for the eye itself. Yep, yep. And um, as you know, I was a patient of yours, and I get very nervous when someone goes near my eye, and you didn't make me feel very comfortable <laughs> good. Um, with the numbing of the eye. It was very, very good experience, by the way. Um just real quick, um, what happens to the eye overall as we age? Um, is there specific things that we will notice? Cataracts, one of them. Sure. Um, the look of the eye. Is there anything we should know about as we age? Yeah, things um, definitely change as you age. Like you said, the cataracts is one. Um, also, a lot of people around the age of 40 notice that reading becomes difficult. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it also has to do with changes in the lens of the eye. The lens gets a lot stiffer than it is when we were born. Um, so when you're very small, you can focus over large distances. And as you get older and it sort of culminates at age 40, you you can't focus as well as you could. Um, that's where reading glasses come in. Uh, people, as they get older, also tend to have drier eyes. So sometimes you need eye drops to keep the eye lubricated. It's a common complaint. Um, and another one that, that comes up as you get probably 70s and 80s is macular degeneration. A lot of people have heard of Um and it's called age-related macular degeneration for a reason. It tends to happen in older adults. Um, we don't know why exactly, but that's another disease where you can lose central vision, have trouble reading, and, and doing things that you like to do. Okay. 
So those are uh, great information for us to know about the eye and things to look for. Um, basically, it's once a year to get your eyes checked unless you're advised um, by your physician to have that done more. I want to uh, kind of change gears here a little bit because it's very interesting. Um, and I'm going to jump to cosmetic surgery. Um, we hear all over the place people now are having cosmetic surgery, Botox, Juvederm. Um, and really, everywhere you look, there's people doing it. And the most odd places people are doing it. But I know you personally and your office do this cosmetic surgery. Uh, I know uh, uh, quite a number of people have gone to you. And it makes a lot of sense to me to go to an ophthalmologist, someone who specializes in the eye, knows the eye, knows facial muscles, to have someone do this type of procedure than, say, a, you know, a dentist or someone you know, that you just find it a little odd that they're doing that. Can we talk a little bit about that um, and what it does, Botox? For sure. That? Um, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of people out there that do Botox and injections and, and cosmetic procedures. Um, you know, the most common ones you probably hear of besides ophthalmologists, plastic surgeons, dermatologists. Right. And I think you're right. All people that are, are focused on the muscles of the face and are, are well-trained around the eyes, especially um, in the, in the facial, facial anatomy um, you know, the most common places I think people want Botox are what they call the 11s between the eyebrows from where you kind of furrow your brow, crow's feet, forehead lines, and in all places an ophthalmologist deals with a lot. Um, Botox specifically gets rid of wrinkles that we have when we move our face around. So it essentially deadens the muscle for a short period of time, um, and the muscles are what cause those wrinkles from just contracting muscles over many years. And once the muscles are relaxed, the, the wrinkles sort of smooth away. Um, it tends to last three to four months in people. Sometimes you can get up to six months out of it. Uh, so it, it does take repeated procedures over time if you want to keep that look. Right. Um, but it definitely makes people look younger and feel better. More refreshed looking. Yeah, exactly. A few people that I've um, seen have it really do look different. Um, they just look rested. Yeah. Which, uh, when you start getting up into my age, not your age, um, you want to have that rested look. Um, how about this uh, Juvederm? What is that? So, Juvederm is one of um, the kinds of injectable fillers, basically, that you can use. So, as opposed to relaxing muscles and getting rid of wrinkles, it really fills lines in the face, increases in the face. Um, the most common are, are smile lines around the mouth. It just softens those lines that become deeper over time and, again, gives you more arrested, sort of younger uh, a look in people. Okay. And where do you do those procedures themselves? In the office. So right here, right in your Livingston exactly. office. Exactly. Yep. Um, is it a painful procedure? Um, Juvederm uh, and the fillers can be uncomfortable. They actually are mixed with a numbing medication, so as you inject them, it doesn't hurt. But we okay. do give you a numbing cream on the face before we start, because at the beginning it can be uncomfortable. Um, Botox is is less uncomfortable. It is a needle, so right. there are small needle pricks, and uh, there can be a few of them. So that's. You know, it, most people tolerate it fine with a little ice pack before, uh, but it, it's it it does involve a little bit of discomfort. Okay, minimal. Uh, and it makes sense for me if you're going to have procedures done around your eye. Um, what are some of the concerns, say, for people who are just going to random places? What can happen if you're not going to someone as well trained as you? One of the uh, most common things we see probably is is a lid droop from Botox. Uh, sometimes if it's done too close to the eye or even just because it tracks farther than you expect, it can uh, deaden the muscle that holds your eyelid up, mm. and then you can have a droopy lid for three or four months until it wears off. 
um, that's probably the most harmless and common complication. Uh, there, there are theoretical risk of injecting it into a blood vessel and having uh, botulism near around in your body, but right. but it's it's very rare, and you'd have to inject a lot for something actually systemic or bad to happen. So, it, it's local effects of of deadened muscles that are a problem. Okay. Um, well, that's like I said, it's very interesting. I know uh, a few people that have gone to you, and they had um, very good experience with that. Um, also, the uh, the eye care, which is very very important. I want to again just touch base again um, about associates in ophthalmology, um, where they're located right here locally, um, twenty two Old Short Hills Road, Suite one hundred two. Um, the number is nine seven three nine nine two five two zero zero. For the listeners, what is like a takeaway message? that you would have for people with their eyes as far as when to have them check things to to be concerned with if they notice certain things, especially yeah. floaters. Let's touch on that before we leave because I have those. Okay. <laughs> um, floaters are generally a, a benign issue, but if you have a brand new floater, all of a sudden you see this bug or hair around in your vision, especially associated with uh, flashes of light or a curtain coming down over your vision. Those are definitely reasons to get seen right away. Um, it can be a, a sign of a retinal tear or retinal detachment. Um, other things that are, are worrisome that should send you to your eye doctor pretty quickly are uh, red eyes, painful eyes, any change in your vision that happens suddenly. Um, since we were talking about older adults, uh, something that, that can happen is called giant cell arteritis, which can cause blindness, sudden painless blindness in one eye. Um, you know, if those people sometimes have purple vision as a precursor to it, um, they often have headaches, pain in their jaw, pain in the side of their head, all related to this inflammation. Um, that's definitely something that we look out for. Um, one other one is, is called angle closure, um, which is a form of glaucoma. Those people get red eyes with nausea. They have poor drainage um, of the fluid in their eyes and the pressure can go up very high, very quickly. So anything that seems very out of the ordinary or changes quickly for you is a reason to go in, in addition to your you know yearly routine exams. Right. And how about eye drops? I know it's a season, uh, spring and summer. People have a lot of allergies, and um, I know a lot of people that use this Visine allergy. And then I hear different things. You should use them. You shouldn't use them. What should you put in your eye? Um, generally, Visine and clear eyes I tend to steer away from. Uh, ones that say get the red out. Uh, they do just that, but they do it by shrinking the blood vessels in the front of the eye. So they're not treating anything. They're not helping as much with the dry eyes or the allergies. Um, there are some good over-the-counter allergy drops that really are antihistamines, similar to Benadryl, but in a drop form so that it helps with the itching and the redness and the irritation, um, but actually treats the underlying problem. And same with artificial tears. So instead of Visine, I tell people, look for something that says lubricating eye drop. Um, and, it, and you can use them a few times a day, and it's very safe, and it'll make your eyes feel better. Right. And the antihistamine one, what would that what would we look for to purchase that one? Um, one of the over-counter ones is, is called Optivar. It's okay. a twice-a-day drug. Um, and a, some of the other ones are prescription. Okay. Well, that's a wonderful information that we found out uh, today from Dr. Caroline Moschel. Let me give you the information on her again. It's 973-992-5200. She's located right here locally at 22 Old Short Hills Road uh, in Suite 102. Uh, I've actually been there uh, personally. It's a beautiful office. Um, the office will take very good care of you. So if you're looking for a new physician or you just want 
to get your eye exam or even switch doctors. Again, it's 973-992-5200. I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Again, our number is 973-285-7800. Visit us on the web at ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. Thank you all for listening today, and I look forward to speaking to you next Sunday. Have a great day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.